Hi, I'm Ashley, and you are listening and watching Confidence in Coffee. What if I was to tell you that you can find confidence despite any of your circumstances, good or bad? I'm going to help you navigate the waters of womanhood, whatever season that is in, whether it's marriage, singleness, or you're drowning in children. I'm going to help you find confidence and hope through Christ. I'm going to leave you with plenty of encouragement and practical tips to overcome those limiting beliefs so you can live a life well. Plus, (laughs) you know we're going to find a few laughs along the way. So grab your favorite cup of coffee and join me as we chat confidence in coffee. Hey, you guys. I am here with my new friend and doctor psychiatrist, Sarah Pospos, and she's going to be talking to us about the why you need a therapist. Um, and and specifically what she works on um, is perinatal, perinatal. Like we were back and forth about words. You guys, my listeners know that I'm like terrible with words, so I never, ever want to um, offend anybody. Um, but she reached out to me being a huge fan of our prior title of Confidence of Coffee, Motherhood Unfiltered. Um, and she knew that she could really add value. And when I saw what she did, I was completely on board and, um, she's published quite, um, a few things in blogs about depression and about burnout. And that is so relevant in the time that we live in. And it's also being talked about. And so just to get a point of view from a doctor, uh, is vital. Um, and so I'm super honored to have her on here. Um, and she's devoted to helping moms and women who, like me, juggle multiple responsibilities um, and to help optimize and balance their lives and help with the mom guilt. Um, and I'm just super honored. She helps with a, like management, time management, um, and she's a full-time psychiatrist and a mom of two under two. So let, like, let's just take it from mom here and doctor here. She gets us, she understands, uh, the pressures of what the world puts on women. Um, and also the things that we sometimes internalize and don't tell anybody because of guilt. And so she's going to talk to us a little bit about what she does. Um, and I would love for you, Sarah, to take it from here and tell us more about just who you are, um, as a psychiatrist and a, mom, a doctor, um, and a little bit more of an explanation. Cause I don't, I suck at it of actually what you do. Yeah, absolutely. First of all, thank you so much, Ashley, for having me here today. It's such an honor to be here. Um, I truly do appreciate your time. Um, so hi everyone, as Ashley mentioned, my name is Sarah Pospos. Um, I'm a psychiatrist, specifically perinatal psychiatrist, um, which means that I work, um, with moms and moms to be, through their motherhood journey. So that could look like, you know, preconception planning, including IVF, if you are in the middle of one um, during your pregnancy, first, second, third trimester, all the way to delivery, postpartum, if you choose to breastfeed. And uh, of course, when your kids um, start to grow up from babies, toddlers, teenagers, and what have you. I choose to be a perinatal psychiatrist. Um, so I actually got pregnant and gave birth to my first baby in the middle of my medical training. So during my third out of fourth year of psychiatry residency, and that happens to be in the middle of COVID, uh, the pandemic. 
Yep. <laughs> so it just happens to be that my husband and I live far, far away from families. And of course, due to the pandemic, our families couldn't visit. So for the first six months, um, it's just literally my husband and I. Um, you know, needless to say, I, as a first time mom, and I'm, I'm an only child as well, so I don't have much experience with kids and oh, babies. Wow. Um, Yep. <laughs> I have no clue what I'm doing. Um, I have no idea. You know, uh, there's so many doubts in my mind. Uh, am I doing this right? Am I doing this wrong? So many questions about sleep, you know, breastfeeding versus pumping versus uh, the options of formula feeding, uh, starting solids, um, you know, just motor stimulation, the list goes on. Uh, and then also having uh, or being a work, uh, you know, working mom, while doing my residency, while having the newborns, I feel that I'm pulled um, in many directions. And that, uh, you know, easily leads to being overwhelmed at times and sometimes burnout as well. Um, you know, it, it's, I realized at that time, it's a very difficult place to be, it could be a very lonely place to be. Uh, so I thought to myself, what better way um, to give back than to focus in my training and my uh, psychiatry training in this specific group of uh, moms and moms-to-be. And that's why I choose uh, to specialize further in perinatal psychiatry. Wow. Uh, did you make that like transition after you had the baby? like, Or was that initially what you were studying? Yeah, very good question. So um, I was studying psych general psychiatry, um, but uh, since you know it ha it ha just happens uh, to be at the end towards the end of my training, uh, so in the later months I decided to add that additional training of um, perinatal mental health to my uh, general psychiatry training. Thank you so much. I have actually never heard of a psychologist that studies specifically on that. Uh, and it's so needed. I, I didn't even know that that was a resource personally. Um, and in that, I, I, I don't like to assume that people know words, right? Like we don't like to, I don't like to assume that people know what burnout means or mm -hmm. people, um, really, I mean, even depression, what does that actually mean? I mean, I got onto my 12 year old the other day because he heard it at school and he said, I'm so depressed. And I said, do you even know what that means? No. Right. Because we throw around right. words so much. Um, and so is there with you studying this uh, and going through this, could you talk about, could you explain a little bit about what burnout actually is? Yeah. Great question. I'm so glad you brought it up. Um, so burnout initially uh, and traditionally is associated with work. So work stress. Um, but more recently, um, the concept of parental burnout uh, came about as well. Because, you know, as uh, all of you the listeners can imagine, being a parent, being a mom is a full-time job, right? Um, there's no lunch break. There's no vacation. There's no time off. There's no quitting, obviously. <laughs> there's no um, money. <laughs> yep, there's no money. There we don't get paid. <laughs> nope, <laughs> not a dime. <laughs> um, so that's perhaps, you know, one of the most uh, ultimate job um, of them all, if I could put it that way. Uh Having said that, so burnout um, traditionally is defined as a syndrome caused by enduring work stress, in this case, stress associated with being a parent. And uh, in terms of symptoms-wise, uh, it typically has three big areas of symptoms. First one is emotional exhaustion. Second one is depersonalization. And third one is low sense of um, achievement. 
So in the context of being a mom, let me try to break it down further. Uh, the first symptom area, emotional exhaustion, perhaps could look like, you know, feeling emotionally drained, emotionally exhausted all of the time. Uh, the second symptom area, de uh, depersonalization, could look like, you know, feeling emotionally detached, emotionally distant, uh, can't connect emotionally with your kids. And the third symptom area, low sense of uh, accomplishment, perhaps could look like feeling that you're not a good enough mom, you're quote unquote incompetent, um, despite, you know, having all these achievements, uh, you know, being able to get through the full pregnancy and delivery, which is obviously no small task. Um, so those symptoms, uh, you know, could, could be defined in a spectrum, of course, because um, it may look different from one person to another um, of burnout. And would you say that that causes depression? Great Put you in a state of depression? Like, what would you say? Like, how would you explain that? Yeah, so the relationships um, per se between burnout and depression is a bit complex uh, in a sense that burnout could lead to depression, but not all burnout, you know, would lead to depression. Likewise, it may overlap. Uh, someone may experience some symptoms of burnout and some symptoms of depression um, or uh, vice versa. So it definite, both are very common, you know, burnout is very common and depression is very common, uh, but they are different um, if you try to look at it uh, in a closer um, perspective. So for instance, mm. um, burnout, uh, as I mentioned, is associated with work. Uh, so it is limited in that sense to the work or in this case to parenting, um, the context of parenting, whereas depression, it's more pervasive uh, it could be found in almost all aspects of our daily life. And it's just more, um, you know, brought uh, that way. And then in terms of symptom severity, because of that nature, depression symptoms are more severe traditionally. Uh, and in terms of intervention, typically burnout could be treated uh, or could be helped by taking some time off of work. In, in you know regular job of course not motherhood uh, but for depression it may require further intervention and that may look like talk therapy or if indicated medication such as antidepressants yeah so uh if i could get and you you experienced i mean i can only imagine what you experienced i mean holy moly going back on your own personal story bless you Bless you. I had <laughs> I I have four kids, okay, um, and they range from about to be thirteen to three. And I had my daughter before the pandemic, like right before. Thank, and I just can't imagine what people went through to have a baby during that very difficult time. Because in that time was already so de was already depressed. You know, like we were isolated from society, um, mm -hmm. and so and we were forced to really be with ourselves or be with the people around us. And it's it, and mom like mom lifetimes twenty, um, and then you being a first time <laughs> mom, did you yourself like experience burnout, depression? I know for me, the first time, and this may be different. And I want you, I would love for you to explain that. Uh, so I want to be careful before I, I tread on that. But for after my fourth baby, I experienced a postpartum depression for the first time. And it was the worst thing I ever went through. And I still struggle with burnout regularly. And sometimes with, with that, like what you're talking about, I can kind of get that intertwined and I can't tell it 
I can't tell it apart because I'm such a workaholic, unfortunately, re- real life struggle. Um, and I get to that point and it just seems like whew, I'm, I'm paralyzed. Right. Um, but back to my first question, did you experience that yourself? Like burnout, um, or depression, uh, and, and along those lines, uh, would you talk about that from your own personal experience, um, and then go into, uh, postpartum depression? Yeah. So fortunately for me, um, I don't think I get to that point where I experience clinical burnout or clinical depression. Um, I do, however, uh, notice that I feel more easily irritable, um, more antsy, right? Um, Get overwhelmed easily uh, because of, you know, that feeling of being pulled in so many directions, Um, you know, tired because, you know, as a new mom and newborn life, sleep is... um, it's such a, a fog too. It becomes, <laughs> doesn't it become a fog when you think back on it? You're like, how did I get right. through that? But I don't remember that. Right? right. Like, definitely, definitely. Um, but personally, I don't think I get to that point where it is, it, it could be defined as clinical burnout or clinical depression. However, I'd like to emphasize that it's very, very common. In fact, um, postpartum depression, which is um, depression specifically associated with, um, you know, the period after delivery uh, happens to, or, or let me backtrack a bit, postpartum blues, uh, which is, you know, baby feeling blues. Of sadness, right, baby blues, um, sadness, irritability, um, you know, overwhelm, exhausted and whatnot within the fir- first few days, usually after birth happens to up to four out of five months. So up to 80%. So it's very common. And then postpartum depression, which is a more severe version, if I may put it that way, that um, happens after those first few initial days, uh, usually, it happens up to up to 20% of moms. So one out of five. Um, and in fact, depression could, uh, not only happens to moms, but it's not that uncommon for depression to happen to the partner as well. So traditional to that, up to one in 10. Uh, 10%. So it's very, very common. I want, you know, all the listeners out there to know, um, and it could happen to any one of us for sure. Um, And to your point in terms of differentiating the two because of the common overlap, it's definitely a bit tricky, but traditionally for depression, including postpartum depression, some common symptoms may include feeling um, super sad, uh, super down, feeling blue most days of the week. Um, it may include the feeling of not enjoying your hobbies anymore, not enjoying the things you used to like. It may interfere with your sleep, your appetite to eating, your concentrating, your ability to focus and whatnot. Uh, it may induce um, thoughts like feeling excessive guilt uh, or feeling mm. hopeless all the way to suicidal thoughts as well. The main red flags, there are two main red flags that I would like uh, for all the listeners out there to watch out for, both perhaps for yourself or uh, someone you love. Mm -hmm. Uh, The first one being if the symptoms cause severe intense distress um, in yourself, or two, if the symptoms interfere in any way with your day-to-day. So that could look like interfering with your relationships, your work, uh, you know, at home or at, at the office. Uh, if you're a student, if it interferes with your grades, just your day-to-day, 
then perhaps it's time to reach out for professional help because you do not su- have to suffer alone, although it may feel like that at times. Mm. Can I'm just going to come out. Can burnout cause depression? Like yes, so I think about a mom, like uh-huh. what we're talking about. I think about a mom and I just think about, and you see it all over social media now. Like I'm a, you know, I'm an, I'm an OG mama TikTok. Okay. Over here. All right. Um, and it's, and it's so great that it's being talked about and it's so great that people are coming out with it. Cause it was like years ago, you didn't talk about this. You didn't show this. It was expected, but like moms handle most of the duty at the house. Like it is statistically, they are the primary parent, uh, right. you know, the codependent parent. And so they're handling everything, everything, everything without a break. And and just in the pandemic, like times 10, we talked about, um, I myself have experienced that burnout irritability. And then you get irritable, you get resentful towards your, your kids, you get resentful towards your spouse. Um, and then the guilt comes because you got you know, you lashed out on him and it's just like this never ending cycle. Would you say that burnout can cause depression? Great question. So Chronic. so I try to tread on that, you know, yeah, def- definitely, definitely. Um, I think it may be helpful to take a look at it as a spectrum, right? So stress, burnout, depression, all the way to more severe symptoms, including suicidality, perhaps. So yes, burnout can okay. cause depression. But um, then again, not all burnout. For example, if someone have burnout, it doesn't mean that 100% it's going to turn into depression later down the road. Um, depression, you know, is very multifactorial, which just means that it can cause uh, by a lot of factors or combination of a lot of factors, right? Which may include genetics, family history, perhaps, yes. uh, medical conditions, yeah. stressors, of course, in the past trauma. and currently. Trauma, yeah. there you go, definitely. Um, and, you know, giving birth, being a mom is just such a lot, you know, life-changing um, event, <laughs> life-changing stressors, <laughs> to put it lightly. Uh, so that for sure, for sure can definitely cause burnout and or depression. Man. Um, and the fact that you say it's so common, burnout specifically. I love, I love how you put it on a spectrum. I've never heard that before. I mean, that that takes a lot of um overanalyzing, overthinking. That takes a lot of trying to figure out. That takes a lot of pressure off, like, okay, there's a spectrum. Could it cause this? Maybe, but there are other things like, you know, genetics, childhood trauma, all that kind of stuff that can come up and all PTSD you know, um, but in specific burnout, uh, if we were talking to the mom and she's like, yes, yes. Okay. What are we going to do about it? Yeah. I'm feeling these things. Thanks for validating it. But realistically, realistically, don't you like personally, I'm not a doctor, but I, I was talking to my sister-in-law the other day and going to a doctor like, well, you need lots of rest. Well, do I, (laughs) (laughs) right. It's not easy with infant children, right? Or sick children or whatever. Um, But how would you say realistically, okay, what do we do about that? You know? Yeah. Practically. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I love how you phrase it. (laughs) Definitely not easy to just, yep, go rest and that's it. Boom. (laughs) I'm a little sarcastic. (laughs) (laughs) No, I 100% agree. (laughs) So, Perhaps um, another way could, uh, that we could see burnout um, or frame burnout as is the imbalance between challenges or stressors with the resources, right? So obviously when the resources 
is lower than the stress, burnout could occur. Um, but having said that, there are objective um, stressors and resources, and there's perceived stressors and um, resources. Okay. So uh, what I mean by that is objectively, how can we um, reduce the stressors and increase the resources? Like you said, perhaps it's really, really hard because sleep is, you know, um, a luxury. Um, and if we don't have, you know, um, enough, you know, for example, nearby family members to help, then we don't have them. Uh, if we cannot lower our workload just because of the demands, then we cannot do it. It's very, very hard and it's very systemic to perhaps try to change things, tip the balance objectively. So maybe the next best step, the next best thing is to change the perceived challenges, perceived stressors, uh, to lower it and to increase perceived resource um, that we have. So how can we do that? Um, one important piece, I think, is mindset. Uh, it may sound cliche, but I found that um, <laughs> uh, having the mindset of some is better than none instead of all or nothing thinking uh, yeah. is really, really helpful. Exactly. And I think we live in, we've, we're getting away from that, but we do live in that all or nothing hustle hard girl mm -hmm. boss, like kind of society. Yes. Right. And yeah. I, I agree 100% to get away from that. And I don't think it's cliche that mindset <laughs> because think about it this way. And I don't mean to interrupt you, but I just, no, I'm, no. I love, I love everything that you're saying. Uh, and it, it's so interesting that you're talking about this. Like it's such a valid time because when, you know, it's cliche, but think about it, that has been ingrained in us, but not only that years before generations, generations before that's what we do, right? Mm -hmm. Like your feelings aren't valid. That's what we do. So we don't talk about them. Like mm -hmm. we're supposed to feel this way. We're supposed to feel burned out. We're supposed to handle all these things. And so I don't think it's cliche at all. I mean, those things are ingrained in you generationally, uh, right. not just society, like culturally. Right. Um, and so I continue on with like that new perspective. And then I would love for you to explain that a little bit about like um, the all or nothing. And then, you know, the whatever you said. <laughs> <laughs> Some is better. Always better than none. <laughs> always better than none. Yep. Yep. That's good. No, that I'm going to write that down. That's really good. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, I hear you. And, you know, I think especially with, with the pandemics, with social media, it just adds that layer, right, of, of yeah. dealing with, let's say, perfectionism, um, the expectation, social expectation of a mom having to <laughs> do it all, um, even yeah. more than before. Um, the comparatives, you know, perhaps seeing other moms, uh, the perfect mom with the perfect kid in your social media feed day in and day out could induce the feeling of some imposter syndrome, perhaps, um, you know, perhaps thinking, hey, am I not good enough, mom, uh, because I, my kid doesn't do that or me as a mom doesn't do that. Um, and then, uh, you know, just looking through the feed, perhaps you feel you need to do A, B, C, X, Y, Z, the list goes on and on. And it creates this feeling of overwhelm, feeling, again, feeling of burnout of what a mom, perfect mom um, is supposed to look like. Uh, that paired with that all or nothing thinking, I think it's just a recipe for disaster um, yeah. even more. But also that, that you say that, like, uh, I love if I could go back on the, what you see on social media. So a lot of it, maybe this isn't the right word. I mean, I was thinking self-inflicted, taking yep. on, taking on, taking on. Um, 
but also I didn't think about it that way. Like looking at the aesthetics of someone else's life or how they work out and take care of their kids and all the things I have, I struggle with that to this day. Okay. Um, but that can also cause burnout. Like just that perspective. I never have heard that or thought of that before. Wow. So, yeah. I mean, in that, would you say like, what would you do? Cause it's all over our feed. We're going to continue to be on social media. Right. I mean, what would you suggest practically right. like shut our phones or like, like for me, I, I don't know, like I, I'm not great at it all the time and I fail and I, and maybe you would agree it's a daily exercise. Um, but like, uh, going back to like, Hey, uh, let's not compare. So like, for me, I talk to myself, like, mm, we're not going to compare, we're not going to cut her down, but also we're not going to cut ourselves down either. We don't know the whole situation. We don't know why they handle that. Like for me, sometimes I'm like, I got four kids. I got one. <laughs> There's a big number. And it's like, sometimes I do that without trying to minimize their hardships. Right. Um, but practically what would you, what would your advice be? Yeah, uh, definitely. So very, very good question. Um, one thing that may be helpful, uh, we do this a lot in a specific type of therapy called CBT or cognitive behavioral therapy. Um, let's say, you know, sometimes these thoughts are so automatic that one, it's hard uh, for us to catch ourselves while thinking Ooh, that's that, right? Good. That's good, Sarah. Yeah, automatic. That's such permission. Like, I just, I love, I love this. I love you so much. <laughs> Sorry. I'm like, I'm such an expressive, like, that's so good. So just be like, shut up, Ashley. Okay. No, no, no. Um, yeah. So uh, it, it's almost automatic, if not automatic. Uh, it's what we call just uh, automatic thought, right? Uh, core belief, so to speak. And, uh, you know, the first step would be to try, although it's really, really hard to catch ourselves uh, when we're thinking that just pause for a bit and try to catch ourselves uh, with that, uh, those sort of automatic thoughts. So, so let's say my automatic thought is, um, I'm not a good, a good enough mom, I'm incompetent. Uh, I would then, uh, if you can take a piece of paper, grab a pen, and then write down on the left hand side, the evidence of why is that the evidence for that thought. So mm. why do you think you're incompetent? And then on the right side of the paper, um, try to write down the evidence against that. So why you're not incompetent and then take a moment, just look at those lists. That way, when you pause like that, you could, uh, your brain, you give time, enough time for your brain to think more objectively, so to speak, instead of uh, relying on that automatic thought that's almost your um, feeling, right? Like feeling that uh, just came up whenever we get triggered in this case by social media posts. Uh, so that might help. Um, the second piece uh, is that mindset of not all of all, all or nothing, but steer away from that to some is better than none. So no one is perfect. You know, we're all humans. So no one is perfect. So perhaps we don't have, let's say, um, you know, the other moms uh, seems to be so fit and exercising. Uh, I'm just going to get that as an example uh, in the gym for two hours, Monday yeah. to Sunday without a break, right? Every day there's. I a got post. my water. <laughs> <laughs> Same here. I don't know if you can see. Um, and let's say you know we miss one day, and then uh, if you're like me, uh, you know we we tend to uh, kind of take that as okay. I'm not good enough to exercise. Let me just stop. Uh, but 
if we steer away from that all or nothing to some is better than none, some is always better than none, also in the case of exercise. So you don't need to be perfect 100% of all the time. In this case, you don't need to have a dedicated hour at the gym, Monday to Sunday, to be able to quote unquote successfully exercise. Also sort of movement of all duration of any days of the week would count in terms of the benefits physically and mentally of that exercise session. Um, and then also the third thing uh, that I would recommend is to do some stress management techniques that could help mm. in this case to help uh, to help us to pause, to recenter, just to switch from that um, emotional brain, so to speak, to the more thinking clearly part of our brain. My favorite is slow, intentional diaphragm breathing, which just means that you slowly breathe with your belly. Uh, I like to count as six while inhaling, count as six while pausing, count as six while exhaling, and then repeat a couple of times. So what it does, it, it switch, um, over, uh, switches over from the sympathetic or fight or flight system to the opposite, which is called parasympathetic. And what that does is in our brain, again, it switch the brain areas that's activated from the emotional part of thinking, the, the brain areas related to fear, um, to prefrontal cortex, which is related with clear thinking. And for the rest of our body, the deep breathing may induce reactions like lowering our heart rate, lowering our respiration, lowering our muscle tension, and things of the like. So it also helps, uh, could help in those type of situations. Well, that's good. I'm writing this down. So back on the exercise, do walking up and down the stairs count like with getting laundry and, you know, switching over and taking it down to the table? Because that's a workout for me. I'm just being, I'm kidding, but maybe not kidding. I don't like, I'll like put my laundry on the table and I'll just be like, there's my workout for the day. I feel good. I got moving. Does that count? <laughs> Same here. And, and is that a brief perception, a positive perception? <laughs> or I'll like be like, I'm in a season where that's okay. My kids are tiny and they're a workout at it. So like, is that like what would you say? Am I in denial or is that like a positive perception? <laughs> <laughs> no, same here, Ashley. And the good news for both of us is it does count. So as of right now, the current CDC, rec one of the current CDC recommendations um, is aerobic exercise for moderate intensity, uh, at least 150 minutes per week. So the I want to touch on the aerobic exercise part. It doesn't necessarily mean, you know, get on a treadmill, cycling, cycling classes, go, run, go for a run and whatnot. But aerobic just means any sort of movement. And I really do mean anything that could get your heart rate up so like you said that could include you know <laughs> moving a load of laundry here and there <laughs> um decluttering the house getting some chores yeah. done perhaps going right taking the babies um on a stroller and just walk a little bit faster just to get those rates uh, heart rates up um to what point to moderate intensity which just means that you could perhaps still talk but not sing flawlessly during that exercise or during that movement session. And then in terms of duration, um, 150 minutes per week could seem somewhat daunting, but if you break it down, it could look like half an hour from Monday to Friday uh, during, uh, you know, perhaps during your lunch break at work. Um, or if you only have time three days a week, maybe a longer exercise session, exercise sessions, 15 minutes, uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or Friday, Sunday, Saturday, Sunday, whatever floats your boat. Um, and uh, also, I'd like to add some good news as well. 
uh, research do show that even just one hour um, of exercise per week, not per day, per week can help with depression. And just one session, one bout of exercise can help with anxiety. So again, some is always better than none. Well, that's great news. I just keep breathing. Like I'm, I'm in person. I'm like, oh, good. I'm killing it. <laughs> <laughs> you do, you do. <laughs> um, because like I loved, I, I'm, my heart is to just let women. I, I feel like you'll feel maybe you could touch on this too. Like my heart is, and for me personally, um, is that when I decided to give myself grace that really put me into a motivation to be better because it took some pressure when I wasn't great. Does that make any sense? And so like, it's always been a heart to like, give yourself grace because in that you can actually breathe enough to be like, whatever step you take, like you said, is, is progress. It's, it's, it's great. It's celebration. You know what I'm saying? And not put like you're all or nothing. Like you're looking at like this, it looks unreachable. You know, Um, and so what would you I I feel like, you know, that may not be uh, maybe that's just like my own perception or my perspective. Um, But in the realm of like, give yourself I love to tell women like we give everybody grace around us. Like it's easy for me to tell you you're a new mom, you know, like, you know, give yourself grace. But do I give myself that same grace? Right. No. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the reality. We don't. Um, and so I love to remind women to like, hey, give yourself grace in this season. Um, not necessarily permission. And I don't even touch on that because I just feel like even that's thrown around a lot um, to like not do anything, but just be okay mm-hmm. with not doing anything. Because I think in that is kind of like a release of some mm-hmm. kind where you can then you start to feel motivated to actually do, you notice those little things that you just said are okay. You notice that you did laundry. You notice that you made the bed. You notice that you played with your kids. You noticed, you know, like those little things, because I think that if we do that all or nothing perspective, we don't see those things that we're doing. They're not anything. Cause we have like this, like crazy, you know, comparison expectation. I mean, you know, right. right. 100%. Absolutely. And uh, I'm so glad you brought that up too, because that's actually also one of the common techniques we use in CBT, uh, the CBT therapy. Um, sometimes we, like you said, we could be very harsh to ourselves. Uh, so uh, one thing that might be helpful is try to think of it as if we're talking to a friend, to a loved one. Um, so that way we could be more compassionate, perhaps, um, and more objective, quote unquote, so to speak, uh, to ourselves. That's really good. Well, um, you, you, you're mastering this. This is what you do. Um, and I'm curious, like you have your social media up there. So you guys, this will be on YouTube and on social media. So they'll be able to follow you there. Uh, I would love for you to know, do you share any more resources anywhere else? Like social media, do you have a website? I would love for you to tell us where we can find you, um, to continue, um, just being encouraged uh, and, and motivated and giving ourselves grace um, in what you do. Would you tell us where you, we could find you in doing that? Where are you at, girl? Are you on the, on the you're on the gram. We see that. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So like you put it, I'm on the gram with this handle, Lifestyle Telepsychiatry. 
Um, you know, for, for some of you, some of the tips we talk about or that you can find in Instagram might be enough to, to help uh, with that well-being piece. But for some of you, you know, you might need that extra push, especially um, when those two red flags could happen, right? With the burnout, depression, anxiety, starting to interfere with your day-to-day your relationship and whatnot. Uh, so in that case, if you're in California and you don't have a psychiatrist yet, please feel free to reach out. Uh, to me at my website, lifestyletelepsychiatry.com. If you're not in California, I still do offer free additional resources uh, that could help at my website, lifestyletelepsychiatry.com slash subscribe. Yeah. And I looked at your website and you explain what it is that you do. So it really touches on that. So it really gives you insight that is this something that you need, while why you need it, what it can do for you. Cause sometimes just like we don't like to assume that somebody knows what a word is, we don't need to assume that everybody knows exactly what they need. Right. right. Um, it, it's, it's a lost world out there. I, I remember feeling like a lost puppy, like, what do I need? Like, are you going to tell me what I need? You know? So I just, yeah. I really appreciate you explaining that new mom of uh, you uh-huh. just like, you're not a new mom, but you have a bit, a new baby you're a working mom. So I don't want us to miss out on, we are speaking to the working moms too, not just the moms in the home, not the, just even the moms that like, maybe they have grandbabies now, right. Uh Or they're empty nesters. Like even that can cause guilt. Like, did you do enough? Like, I just really want to touch on that really quick. Um, and, and for you to add on, cause my heart just like, was like, Hey, don't forget about that. Um, and so, Um, But even if you're like an empty nester and your kids are off or they're grown, whatever it is, like there's still those factors that we have to manage. Um, And I'm sure you see it day to day and you still help those people day to day. And so, um, Sarah, I I know you want to talk to them, too. So we don't want you to feel forgotten either. Uh, We are speaking to you, too, like older kids, younger kids. This isn't just for the specific mom with the baby or the stay at home mom. Like we want to validate that that is also very difficult as well to, you know, manage. 100%, 100%. And um, I could, you know, firsthand speak for myself as a working mom at at this stage, at least um, there's a lot of emotions and mixed feelings associated with that, right? At first, um, you know, I I, I do feel that mom guilt, uh, feeling guilty of of living the baby at home, perhaps I'm not being a mom enough, but at the same time, I'm not, um, you know, at times I feel like I'm not 100% at work enough. So it's that um, thin balance. while also feeling um, perhaps a sense of quote unquote entitlement uh, when I'm at work, I feel entitled. Hey, I should be home at the baby, just enjoying the mm. newborn experience. Uh, but when I'm at home, sometimes I feel quote unquote entitled. Hey, I should be at work because I work hard for my career, and I probably should, um, you know, try to to push that a little bit more. Uh, so it it can cause a lot of mixed feeling. And for all of you and empty nesters too, with, with the grown up kids, um, it's a very big transition as well, right? Um, in our life, we have a lot of life transition and that definitely is one of them. Um, that is a huge change. And, you know, perhaps a lot of feelings could could be associated with it, uh, feeling of a loss, grieving that mm. uh, previous life, so to speak, the previous role. Uh, like you said, Ashley, a lot of doubts of, am I doing enough? Um, a lot of flashbacks and whatnot Uh, so it's a very tough time as well Um, it feels like it never ending Uh, it it just never ends the struggles the doubts um, the 
motherhood struggle, so to speak. Um, I just want everyone to know that, you know, you don't have to suffer alone. Um, mental health is just as important as physical health, especially, you know, during this difficult time periods. Um, health is just one click, one phone call, one email away. Um, please reach out for help. And, uh, you know, we can get through this together. You yeah. And, and I'm going to add on, it's also just as important as spiritual health. Yes, okay. Absolutely. There is nothing. I got to talk to them. There's nothing wrong with getting help and you can have all the faith in the world, but this is like this and it can get sick sometimes and believe in God. Don't believe in God. We all have to live in this world and we have the hope that we have the Lord, but um, just because you have, that doesn't mean that you don't aren't validated or, you know, that you are entitled to get help as well. If anything, I 100% uh, for myself and you, you, my listeners know, I've said it a hundred times. I'm very open about the depression that I struggled with um, and how therapy has helped me through my whole entire life. Um, but to push towards that, because uh, there's, a, there's a, in that community, there's just like a false message that like, we don't need that. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, and so I'm fighting that. And so I just wanted to add that as well, if that's okay. There is there besides the random question that I'm going to ask you just to get a little personal. Okay. Um, is there anything else uh, that you would love to share with us? Um, I think we touch upon a, a lot of things that, uh, you know, I think might be helpful to all the, um, new moms, moms out there, moms to be, um, hopefully to all the listeners. And also, um, I would like to say um, for all of you out there, Ashley is such a resource. So please visit her website too, ashleyhenriette.com. She offers everything in all, all in one <laughs> with the communities, the coaching, the free resources, just everything you might need. Um, check her out and uh, take advantage of, of the resources oh, that she offers. That I- I'm honored. Thank you. That coming from you. I'm, I'm super honored. I am. I probably shouldn't be doing it all, but I am doing it all because I give myself grace um, when I can't balance it out. I actually don't even um, think that you can balance it out. Like I don't, I know people like to ask me that. I'm like, I actually don't believe in balance. Like if I'm great in one area, there's probably another area in my life that I'm lacking real life. Um, and so I would never want anybody, but I'm, I'm super honored. Um, Sarah, is there any show or movie that you are watching right now? Ooh, great question. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you binge? Like, I know, do you not watch TV? Like, or oh, you no, have no, a I, favorite book that you're reading? <laughs> I do watch TV, not as much as I like to <laughs> with the right. newborn these days, but, um, I, Great question. I'm currently watching Partner Track on um, Netflix. I don't know if you watch that too or not. It's it's a pretty Partner, fun show. Partner Track. Partner Track. I'm going to look that up. This is why I asked. Secretly, I just want to know what's out there, okay? So I can look it up. <laughs> <laughs> it saves me a lot of a lot of searching. Um, hope that everybody connects with you. And I will leave all this information, transcripts, all the things in the show notes. So be sure to check them out while you leave a review, by the way. I'm going to say that a hundred times, okay? Because we want to get this to as many women as possible. But Sarah, thank you so much for coming on Confidence and Coffee. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ashley, for having me. Did you enjoy that? I'd love to see you over at ashleyhenriot.com where you can subscribe to this podcast and channel. 
on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen. And while you're at it, I'd love to see the value that you found in Confidence and Coffee. So drop the ratings, the reviews, in the comments. Plus subscribe to this channel and tell a friend too. Make sure you tune in next time on Confidence and Coffee.